Hey, hey, Saucy Speculumites. Welcome back to episode 15 of Saucy Speculum. This episode is very special as we have our very first guest on the show. You don't have to listen to me yabber at you the entire time, but you also get to hear another voice thrown in here, which is exciting. Today is all about something called microgreens and how they relate to women's health. I don't want to give anything away yet before our chat, so I won't say much more at this point. So I'm going to start with all of our housekeeping things before we dive in. As always, please rate and review the podcast. You get free swag if you rate it and then send me an email or DM me telling me you did it. So just do it. Like literally, why not? Um, I also have actually quite a few speakers lined up for the next couple of episodes. So a little sneak peek of what's to come. Next episode, I will be meeting with people from CCAP Across the Map, which stands for Cervical Cancer Awareness and Prevention. Last month was Cervical Cancer Awareness Month, and I had the pleasure of doing an episode that touched on pap smears and HPV and cervical cancer, and that episode introduced me to CCAP, where they not only have the goal to prevent female cancers around the world, but they also believe in the holistic health approach, treating the whole person instead of just focusing on symptoms, which is the basis of naturopathic medicine. So I think that that will be a really exciting episode. I think that we will agree a lot on a lot of things. Then, coming in April, I get to meet with Holly McComish, the author of the brand new book, If Tits Could Talk. This is her very first book, and it's full of witty poetry that sheds light on women's health issues. She is a young woman who suffered from a stroke in 2021 due to birth control pills, and this inspired her to write a collection of poetry about women's untold health stories. She reached out to me a couple weeks ago asking to be on the show, and I am so excited to have her and have her tell her story and to share her book with us. Um, if you want a little head start, you can purchase her book on Amazon. If you live in Europe, just search If Tits Could Talk. It is currently not available in the U.S., but we are working on changing that. Um, if you have a business or want to come on the show or you know someone who would fit in well with the show, please send me a message and send me their information and we can chat or your information and we can chat. As always, I can be reached at saucyspeculum at gmail.com and on Instagram at saucyspeculum. And finally, last housekeeping item, nothing said on today's episode or any other episode is medical advice. I am still a doctor in training, as is our guest speaker today, so I am not qualified to offer medical advice at this time. I can't wait until I can take this piece out of the housekeeping portion, and I only have 14 weeks left of school. Holy crap. Um, but please speak with your doctor before making any changes to your health. So let's get to it. I'm here today with Sol from Modern Living Kitchen, and today we're going to be learning a lot about microgreens and the benefits that they have on the body, as well as the science behind these teeny greenies. Yeah, thank you for having me. So excited to be here. Absolutely. Welcome. Um, this is Sol. Sol and her partner have created this small local Portland business that grows their own delicious and nutrient-dense microgreens, and they can be delivered straight to your front door. If you live in the Portland area, they grow non-GMO and pesticide-free microgreens in an indoor vertical farm, and they have the phenomenal vision to break down food deserts and to spread their nutrient-dense greens into communities most in need, while also empowering and educating individuals about nutrition and health. Did I get everything right? Yeah, that was a great introduction. Um, so thank you for that. Um, my partner and I have bigger visions and goals and can't wait to share with you all. 
Awesome. How did you guys get into microgreen farming? Yeah, so um, both me and my partner, we have a green thumb, and we started <laughs> with actually houseplants. Um, but then at that same time, I was having my nutrition capstone project, and I took a lot of classes about food injustice and cultural humility and I learned about food deserts and so it started with the passion to make nutrient-dense and healthy food accessible to everyone. I believe that every human should have the right uh, to accessible nutrient fresh and healthy foods and unfortunately that's not the case and there are thousands of communities that live in a food desert and only have um, processed and highly refined foods. As I was doing my research um, for my nutrition capstone project, I felt strongly about how microgreens can be grown at home. Um, if you just have a little space in your kitchen countertop from seed to harvest, seven to 10 days, amazing. That's so fast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't know it was that I fast. It, these tiny greens are mighty. And then so in about a week, you can produce your own fresh local produce and um, during this process, we were documenting it. Um, we had our Instagram, and out of nowhere, a farmer's market manager was like, hey, do you want to apply to be part of our uh, farmer's market? And we were like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then we quickly did the business things, applied, got accepted into two farmer's markets in 2022, and for this season, we were just really ambitious and applied to 10 farmers markets. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, and we, like, Portland actually is very competitive with microgreens. There's, like, 10 other microgreen grows. So we're, like, there's, we're probably only going to get, like, into four. And oh, my gosh. I didn't know it was a <laughs> competitive business. Yeah. <laughs> and we've got accepted into six farmers markets. Wow. And currently waiting to hear from a couple more but yeah it really started as a passion to bring fresh local food to everyone that's amazing good for you <laughs> I didn't know that it was that competitive here in Portland yeah it definitely is like but most most of those microgreen growers are targeted to restaurants okay which is great you know because microgreens are very visually appealing and striking and they can mm -hmm. really they're used as a garnish, and they help elevate the plate. But mostly people that can afford these uh, restaurants are, like, you know, expensive meals, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but our approach is bringing it to the local customer at farmer's markets through online delivery, doing offering local delivery. That way people don't have to pay, like, $30 for a plate to enjoy a little garnish of microgreens. Yeah, you can <laughs> stop by the farmer's market and get it for us for under $10 and have a vast amount of microgreens for two uh, weeks. Some people have said that they last wow. up to two weeks and um, make all of your meals look beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. How many different types of microgreens are there? Or do you, how many different types do you grow, I guess? Yeah, we do have a, a lot of varieties. And we're always introducing new. And I brought some new ones I to share with you. I can't wait to try you. them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so right now we have arugula, broccoli, kale, kohlrabi, red cabbage. We have some radish. 
we um, peas. Um, we recently started our newer crops are corn and oh, wow. amaranth. Wow. Um, one of the farmers market favorite last summer was cantaloupe. Oh my gosh! Cool. <laughs> I know. Um, we also have cilantro and basil. Um, and we're always like wanting to add new ones. Um, we also have some gourmet lettuce greens, and wow. we recently got radicchio as well. And the the newest one we haven't bought seeds yet, but we want to do like garlic greens. As what? Well. <laughs> Can you make a microgreen out of it? Anything? <laughs> <laughs> not not everything. So. <laughs> We, we wish because um, we saw how popular the cantaloupe microgreens yeah. were. So we were like, oh, we should totally do watermelon microgreens. Oh my gosh, yum. <laughs> but um, for, we did some research and that's actually toxic. Oh, that is like not uh, immature greens. So huh. not all of them, but qu- almost there. <laughs> that's so cool. I had no idea. I just figured that it was like the same kind of things that you could make sprouts out of, but I, like alfalfa. I just figured it was the same, but no. Yeah, there's a lot of varieties out there. Awesome. Very cool. Um, well, Sol is in her fourth and final year of getting her ND degree with me at NUNM in Portland, and she also has a master's in nutrition from NUNM. And how have these two degrees helped you to develop your business plan and your business in general? Yeah, absolutely. So in the nutrition program, as I mentioned, I took like a food justice class Mm -hmm. and that's how I learned about food deserts. Um, Additionally, my partner's family lives in Spray, Oregon, which is a very rural town, Eastern Oregon, (laughs) 200 people. Wow. But their closest grocery store is two hours away. Oh my gosh. And I just thought that is so ridiculous, you know, to get fresh produce but who knows how long that's been sitting right in the grocery store and that so like I got to experience that um, through my partner's family when we were visiting Um, and then I also took another class through my nutrition program called healing foods Mm -hmm. and that's when we broke down the foods in different like colors so we learned about the green foods we learned about the purple foods the red foods Mm -hmm. and then we broke down like the compounds of each of the foods and we got to like learn oh um, green foods have um, high um, antioxidant content of so, so for example broccoli has sulforaphane mm-hmm. which has been um, researched a lot uh, for helping reduce uh, the risk of developing cancer mm-hmm. um, so that's how like I learned about that so we really got to break down each food and see how it really helps um, and then I went to um, a food as medicine symposium conference Mm -hmm. and that's when I was first like introduced to sprouts so there was like a lot of research around broccoli sprouts Mm -hmm. and um stomach cancer oh and um so it was really really cool to see that and that's when I learned that like um having two ounces of broccoli microgreens slash sprouts is the equivalent of eating 2.2 pounds of broccoli Whoa. which is kind of amazing when you yeah. think about like the nutrient density because who's gonna like sit down and eat two That's pounds a lot of, of broccoli, broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> i mean we love broccoli but let's <laughs> still it's a lot of broccoli <laughs> 
<laughs> um, so I think, um, so that's like from the nutrition side, how mm-hmm. that idea started to build. But also from the ND side, um, learning about the therapeutic order and mm-hmm. like the foundations of health, which is nutrition, like really understanding how diet has an influence over our health and like our naturopathic principles of like prevention. And one of the things that while I was researching was that food desert communities tend to have a higher um, chronic diseases such Mm. as diabetes, obesity, Mm -hmm. and um, cardiovascular risk. So our principle of prevention really targets at helping prevent these chronic diseases. And I was like, oh my gosh, what can we do? Obviously, diet is one way, but it's a super easy and convenient way that we can do it. And that's when I was like, oh my gosh, microgreens. (laughs) It just came to you. Yeah. And my partner also wanted to do it. So I think we like both just like had a light bulb idea. Awesome. And we were just like, let's start this crazy adventure together. You know, we don't know where it's going to take us. We still don't know. Um, but we're just really excited to expand, provide um, education about like nutrition. Yeah. And um, I feel like microgreens are the next superfoods. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be the new like celery juice. Yeah. Or like uh, goji berries. Yes. <laughs> and kale. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I just. Uh, yeah, something just came together, and another thing, too, is, like, of course, I just, like, pro-microgreens. It's, like, such a new and exciting way to experience vegetables. Mm-hmm. Like, we all know we should eat our greens, Yeah, right? Of course. But there's still something <laughs> still that... still doesn't happen. Yeah, prevents us, you know, yeah. and I feel like microgreens are the new ex- and exciting way to try them, and also to help kiddos get excited about yeah. eating their greens. Yeah. Know? Maybe instead of a broccoli head, they might at least try a tiny little broccoli. Uh, yeah. Microgreen. And kids are always loving things that are small and cute, and microgreens are small yeah. and cute. So Plus, it's more concentrated, so it's like a win-win. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Another great thing about microgreens is that it's really, like, sustainable in a Mm -hmm. way that compared to traditional farming where like we only use 10% of the water wow compared yeah it's pretty amazing the space too you know can be repurposed so Mm -hmm. a lot of abandoned parking lots a lot of abandoned warehouses can be transformed into like an indoor vertical farm and as you know like um more and more like land is being used for like real estate and stuff like that and there's Mm -hmm. less um land to grow food this can help combat that yeah if you can grow it inside your house or inside a parking lot or whatever it definitely takes away that barrier and it also decreases the carbon emission so Mm -hmm. you're not have to travel more to get your food yeah you know like imagine like having your own farm like right there yeah yeah (laughs) so it's it's pretty amazing so just reducing the carbon emissions and also reducing the resources Mm -hmm. you know to growing them absolutely that's very handy especially in our world today 
Yeah. Um, well, I grew up eating sprouts, kind of like potato chips as a kid. Um, I hadn't heard of microgreens until a few years ago, and I always assumed that they were sprouts and microgreens were kind of the same thing. I know that there is a difference between the two of them. Can you kind of explain the two, like the differentiate the two for me? Yeah, absolutely. So sprouts are usually germinated or partially germinated seeds, and they're consumed in their raw form with their roots intact. So okay. it's like the entire plant. Mm-hmm. And usually for them to germinate or sprout, so when you see the actual seed sprouting, mm-hmm. is in most conditions, it's three to seven days. They also have a reduced nutrient density compared to microgreens, and they have a mild flavor and less fiber compared to microgreens as well. And they're grown in water. Oh, Okay. Like in a jar. Yeah. You put the seeds in there. Okay. And you have to, like, um, wash it, like, three times. Microgreens, on the other hand, so you can see why, because they, they can be very similar, and people still today call microgreens I'm sure. sprouts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're very young, leafy vegetables with vivid color, tender textures, and intense flavors. Mm-hmm. The plant parts consumed are the two, I never know how to say this, Cordialine leaves, which is a specific fancy word to saying the two main leaves. Okay. Um, but the true anatomy of a microgreen is when you have the tr- the true leaf. So every microgreen will sprout into the first two leaves, and they will all look the same. Mm-hmm. But when the true leaf comes up, that's when you can tell. Oh, that's cilantro. Oh, that's wow. a carrot. That's radish. You know. Yeah. So. That's when you really get to see cool. the type of microgreen it is. And um, usually it takes about um, 7 to 25 days depending on the crop. So radish grows exceptionally fast, like 7 to 10 days. But wow. if you're growing basil, it's like 21 days from seed to harvest. And with microgreens, you actually harvest it so you don't eat the root. Okay. So it's just the two leaves, just the, the stem, and the true leaf. Um, and they're more concentrated and flavorful than their mature countertops, which is the uh, mature vegetables mm-hmm. and sprouts. Yeah, that sounds like they're a lot more dense because they actually, like a sprout is kind of, is it like an exploded seed kind of? Yeah. yeah. And then a microgreen is actually the plant coming out of the ground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it has yeah. all of its nutrients already in that little piece that it's going to put out into the actual vegetable that it would become. Yes, yeah. which is so crazy to think about. It and is. even the flavor, too. You know, like, people will look at, they're like, oh, how can this tiny two leaves have such flavor? But it's because it's literally Everything concentrated. Into one. Yes. Yeah. But as it grows, the flavor then gets distributed along with the vitamins and minerals and yeah. everything like that. Very cool. So when I was a kid, sprouts were kind of like a hippie thing, at least where I grew up. Um, But I feel like, as you said, with the competition in Portland and microgreens becoming so much more available now, why do you think they've become much more mainstream? Yeah, so um, microgreens 
first of all, as we talked about, are more nutrient dense and less likely for potential spoilage within microorganisms. So that's just the fancy way of saying microgreens are safer okay. than sprouts. Mm-hmm. Um, so sprouts got a bad rap because um, there have been studies that shown that they got infected with pa- pathogens with like E. coli mm-hmm. and alfalfa sprouts, radish, and even sometimes salmonella due to the warm, humid conditions. So like as we mentioned earlier, sprouts are grown in jars mm-hmm. and water. Mm-hmm. And you have to be so diligently of like rinsing them at least three times a day wow. to reduce the risk of getting contaminated. Yeah, um, it is a lot of work. Yeah, you know? especially if you're doing this like as a business. That's a lot of sprouts to clean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But in contrary, um, microgreens, so the way that we grow them right now is in a two-tray system. So you have the bottom tray where we do bottom watering. And then you have your top tray. And we use a cocoa core, which is mm-hmm. a growth medium. Mm-hmm. And that's like um, the outside husk of a coconut, just mm-hmm. really grounded. Um, we sprinkle our seeds. And then we actually have to put weight we put another tray plus weight to like stack them so it can like give it that pressure so the greens can sprout and germinate Mm -hmm. and once they've like it's really cute because like you'll see them sprout but once they're like one inch then you'll know to put them in the light and you'll like bottom water them okay and it's like a lot of instant gratification to you. Sure. Because <laughs> you're like, oh, look at you grow. growing again. <laughs> like, thank you so much for growing again. Like, and, like, we don't really add anything to it either, you know. No, mm-hmm. for, like, it's, like, within the seed, it has everything it needs to grow, you know, under the right conditions. Yeah. Which, that's what we do with our controlled environment. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, I did read some studies also that talked about the the bacterial problem with sprouts, um, and it said that the reason why is because of the humidity and that they aren't like actually getting sunlight. But microgreens, that's not the case, right? Yeah. So microgreens can be grown directly under sunlight. Um, in our case, we use um, LED. So okay. we have a white light. And like a purple light and the reason why we have that is because as i was doing some research with like the red blue which will make the purple light actually helps increase that antioxidant concentration oh, wow. with the microgreens and it makes it have an even more vibrant color wow <laughs> yeah so Very it's cool. pretty cool so we have both because there's some <laughs> microgreens that like that purple light better versus some other microgreens like more of the white light okay do you know, like, if for people who have grow lights for just normal plants with the purple light, will that also make them grow brighter? Yeah. Interesting. I so. I didn't know that. <laughs> I have it set to the purple light, but I didn't. Oh. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> <I> intuitively knew. <laughs> um, is there anything else that you'd like to share about Modern Living Kitchen? Yeah. Um, so... As you heard, we're in six farmers markets. So mm-hmm. starting May, which is coming up real so soon. fast. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're currently at the Hillsdale Farmers Market on Sundays mm-hmm. from nine to one. We got accepted to the Montevilla Farmers Market, nice. so that's also on Sunday as well. I believe that's from ten to two. 
um, we got accepted to the OHSU Farmers Ooh. Market on Fancy. Tuesdays. Yeah, from 10 to 2, Shemansky Farmers Market in downtown Portland. Okay. From 10 to 2 on Wednesdays. And then on Thursdays, yeah. <laughs> we're at the South Waterfront Farmers Market. Okay. Um, and that's from 2 to 7. And again, um, then we have two. No, one more market on Saturday, which is 921, which is the Rocky Butte. This is a full-time job. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> is. We're, we're going to be at five farmers, mar- no, six farmers markets in five days. Wow. Um, <laughs> and where can listeners find you online? Yeah, you can go to our website at themodernlivingkitchen.com. You can follow us on Instagram at the modern. At Modern Living Kitchen um, to follow us through our journey. Um, I just want to say that another thing, like our future goals, is to collaborate with the Portland school systems oh, and cool. hopefully help them create an indoor vertical farm where kids can really get into farming and get excited about where their food comes from and be a part of like the cafeteria. That'd be really cool. We're hoping to do, um, my partner really wants to do container farms. So like for those areas like food deserts, we could deliver a whole container with like fresh produce and stuff Uh like that. Um, We hope to um, do baby greens at some point. And my partner also wants to do berries and um, also living lettuce. But um, for right now... (laughs) Yeah, you're doing a lot already. <laughs> we'll keep it to uh, microgreens. But yeah, we, we really just want to continue expanding and really help make people make uh, the healthy choice the yeah. easy choice. Yeah. Because uh, microgreens are really like easy and convenient in a way that you don't have to like chop them, peel them, or cook them. Yeah. You literally just open the package and you sprinkle it on top of your food and boom, extra nutrition. (laughs) Just like that. Just like that. (laughs) What is the difference between a microgreen and a baby green? So a baby green is even a little bit more mature. So it's like it goes through different stages. It's like the sprouts, the microgreens, the baby greens, and then the adult vegetables. So it's in between. I don't know as much, like, the days of it, but yeah. it's between a microgreen and a... And a vegetable. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Awesome. And then you said living lettuce? Mm-hmm. What is that? Just lettuce? Yeah, but instead of, like, cutting the roots, we'd, like, give it to you, like, in water, and then you could just, oh. like, place it in your fridge, so oh, then you'll gotcha. have fresh lettuce that will last longer instead of it, like wilting a little bit fast yeah Yeah. after it's harvested yeah very cool well it seems like you guys are on the right path to doing some really awesome things yeah we're excited to see what the future holds for us good do you want to do some tasting yeah so excited so here goes the tasting so is this your first you've tried microgreens right no i've never tried them before this is my first time they're gorgeous yeah so we got peas right here this is the corn cantaloupe radish 
cilantro. So you can see that it truly... Yeah, it looks like cilantro. Amaranth. Um, our modern mix, which is like arugula, broccoli, kale, kohlrabi, and red cabbage. Wow, and okay. the OG, which is broccoli. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> which yeah. one should I try first? Um, I'm trying to think of a way that will work with your palate. Do you want something, maybe the sweeter? No. What do you want? Spicy, sweet, mild. Um, let's start sweet and go up to spicy. Okay. So this is our corn and I'm just going to let you experience it. Okay. Not to scare you or anything. I'm going to try it with you. It looks kind of like a calla lily. I'm cheers. Gonna, cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> That's crazy. Did you just have a <laughs> That's so sugar. good. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's, like, so sweet. I feel like I just ate a piece of corn. Like, I mean, I did. Like a sweet corn. Yeah. Yeah. Like candy. It feels like, it's I mean, so candy. Good. It does. I would <laughs> snack on that. So the next one is uh, peas. Okay. So these are sweet and crunchy. And it tastes like a pea. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like a snap pea. Yeah. Next one. Oh, my gosh, yum. This is going to be cantaloupe. Okay. I'm excited about this one. I just like it hits you. <laughs> I wish you guys could see Adrian's. <laughs> it hits you. It's like okay, I'm just eating a piece of, like, I'm eating a leaf, and then it's like, wow, I'm eating a cantaloupe. <laughs> um, we'll do our cilantro next. I'm trying to get you like the best looking cilantro here. I wish you guys could see it. Oh my gosh, they're so gorgeous though. Oh, I guess I is gave that, you two. I gave you two okay. cilantros. So. It's just going to be a lot of cilantro right now. It is. So maybe just one. Because <laughs> the flavor is intense. Would you agree? Yeah. That is intense. It's a lot of cilantro. It's like, this is going to sound dumb because it actually is, but it's like all of the cilantro <laughs> packed into one tiny package. And then this is amaranth. And it's just like so beautifully visually. It's gorgeous. It's bright purple. And it's actually, I don't know what this is. What this would taste like in normal form? Yeah, because it's like an ancient grain from India. Okay, but like a little earthy taste. Oh, it's delicious. We're gonna do our. It is earthy. Okay, what's next? Our modern mix, which has plus some amaranth. It wants to come again. <laughs> it's like you said you like me. <laughs> So this okay, is so this is the arugula, broccoli, kale, kohlrabi, red cabbage, all in one, all in one packet. Wow, it's one of our our big time sellers. I feel so healthy right now. <laughs> I feel like I'm eating all of my vegetables in one bite. And then here it is, the OG is broccoli. The OG breath again. I like to give big samples. I'm like, I like really, it. like just try the whole thing. I know I kind of went a little on the. There it is. And it tastes like broccoli all of a sudden. It's just like, it's instantaneous. So good. It's so good. (laughs) If I were you, I would not survive. This would not be a business model because I would eat them all. And then we have here our radish blend. It was a combination of three radishes, which is the purple rambo. The China rose with the pink stem, and then the Dankin radish, which is all green. Whoa. Oh. Spicy? Really spicy. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm gonna give you some broccoli too. Yeah. Help calm that taste. Oh out. wow. <laughs> She's hot. <laughs> She's hot today, fellas. She's hot. Wow. Yeah. I'm gonna give you some more because that was an intense warm. <laughs> <laughs> maybe here, like maybe a corn. Oh yes. Give me some of that sweet corn and peas. Corn and peas. These are great. Do you just snack on these all day? I do with the peas. The peas. Okay, so I feel like this is probably not the smartest question I could ask you. Do you just plant a normal seed and it grows into this? It's not like a special seed. We get asked that question <laughs> okay. all the time. So please don't feel that way. Yes, just is the same seeds of if you were to grow cilantro, if you were to grow uh, corn, mm -hmm. peas, we just harvest them a little bit earlier. Uh -huh. But if you were to plant them, let them grow they would become a corn um wow a mature vegetable corn a whole like peas and a whole broccoli head kale that's crazy yeah what are they're your so good <laughs> i'm shocked by how i mean i've heard you talk about how much flavor they have in them but then when you actually eat it i know and you're actually it tastes like a vegetable you have to experience it uh -huh. you know which is pretty pretty amazing and i love like sharing microgreens with people that try the first time <laughs> just like to see their expression I'm sure it like, was great. oh my gosh like is that really <laughs> so it's really great because everyone gets so surprised because you're like oh it's two tiny leaves like yeah there's no way this is going to taste like cantaloupe right there's no way it's going to taste like corn or radish are they fairly easy to grow? Yeah. I think so. If you're like motivated and you don't, um, you're not afraid to fail a couple of times <laughs> and learn from those mistakes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's the other thing. We're hoping to, um, we're in the process of developing a grow kit and we're working with oh. engineers so we can like have everyone experience growing awesome. microgreens at their own home, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just feel like it's, therapeutic um also like with like mindfulness and like stress reduction it helps you yeah. like can be connected to your food like connected to nature yes an intro to mm -hmm. gardening you know sometimes that can mm -hmm. be overwhelming but i feel like microgreens is like a great start and then you yeah. can feel confident and you're like hmm maybe i can grow <laughs> peas i don't know i think i like those better <laughs> than the real vegetables <laughs> I love vegetables. <laughs> yeah. Those are delicious. I might just grow those instead of <laughs> hard to grow vegetables outside. And it's faster. Yeah. You have it within yeah. 7 to 25 days. You can't go wrong. Apparently. <laughs> have I convinced you yet? You might have. <laughs> and we haven't even gone to like the women's health benefits know. you know just wait till you hear all this research that's being done <laughs> there's like. so much research <laughs> it's pretty cool all the things that these are they're good for women's health stuff which we'll talk about and then also you mentioned like anti-inflammatory yes so especially with these chronic diseases um so um because microgreens are so concentrated and packed with nutrients um they have powerful antioxidants that will help combat like the reactive oxidative species mm -hmm. and decrease the inflammation and there was actually a study done on rats um that had um I believe they ate like a high fat diet mm -hmm. 
and then they gave them uh, microgreens and they literally measured the CPR levels go down. Wow. And TNF alpha, which are some fancy lab works to just say that it decreased inflammation. Yeah. So it's uh, pretty, and there's even more emerging research too. Like we're still just diving in mm-hmm. what uh, microgreens can do. Like um, I think we just learned while we were prepping for this um, episode that broccoli microgreens are very anti-diabetic mm-hmm. as well as helping like stabilize blood sugar. It's, yeah. It's quite amazing what these tiny, mighty greens can do. Yeah, seriously. I know you also mentioned um, earlier broccoli greens, uh, microgreens being used for stomach cancer. And I also read that they're very um, prolific in preventing and decreasing the risk of breast cancer also. Yes, definitely. That has been studied a lot to help reduce breast cancer. And it just has like these big um, anti-cancer properties. And something to keep in mind is whenever with like adult mature broccoli for that enzymatic compound of sulforaphane to happen, you have to chop off the vegetables, let them rest for like 30 minutes, and then you'll get that compound. But with broccoli microgreens, it's already in there. You don't have to do anything. You just eat it and have all the anti-cancer properties. (laughs) Without having to do any of the work. And you don't have to do any of the dishes. <laughs> See, it's like a win-win. It really um, is. Because when I was like um, doing my clinical nutrition rotations at school, mm-hmm. like, a lot of the time that I kept hearing was like, A, people were too tired to cook. And B, they didn't have the time. Mm-hmm. And then microgreens literally takes that whole... Both of those away. Uh, yes. Yeah. Literally just... Toss them on your food, and they look pretty. They're gorgeous. <laughs> you feel like you're eating at a five-star restaurant. I do. Your home. The comfort of the your comfort home. The comfort of your home. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's really great. So it really just microgreens help reduce that oxidative st- stress, a potent antioxidant properties, and can really help prevent those chronic diseases yeah which is our goal as naturopaths in general to prevent those diseases yeah and to help people make those healthy choices easier mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. well you have transformed me into a microgreens person <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad to hear it. you have a new customer <laughs> And hopefully many of you out there as well. Absolutely. Everybody (laughs) should go try microgreens and especially modern living kitchen (laughs) microgreens if you're in Portland. (laughs) Yes, we do local delivery. And as we mentioned, we're at all of those farmer's markets this Mm -hmm. season. And um, the local delivery, do people have to pay for that at all? So if you order $20 worth of microgreens, then it's free. Awesome. Very affordable. <laughs> affordable way. It's like the new superfood, the new um, supplement, the new everything. Absolutely. <laughs> for only $20. For only $20. Actually, $8 for two ounces if you just get one package. Nice. Okay. And also, part of the farmer's market, people that do have SNAP, it's only $4. Wow. So you really 
strive to make it affordable and accessible to everyone. Yeah, because um, as I mentioned, there have been other microgreen competitors that will do 0.33 ounces for $10. Whoa. Yeah. And it's you do two ounces for $8? Yeah. Wow. Some of our specialty crops um, that take a little bit longer to grow, they'll, they'll be like $9. Or That's, 10. yeah, understandable. Yeah, but for just like the ones that we have that don't take too long to grow, we really try to make it accessible and affordable. And that's really what is driving us, you know? Yeah, it sounds like you guys have a great business model. I'm really impressed. So what is the best way to eat microgreens? Um, the best way to eat microgreens is, so like you mentioned, you just like literally put them on top of your meals. But for example, who doesn't like avocado toast? I mean me. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ex- for the exception for of Adrian. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I don't like avocados. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, so the broccoli microgreens mm-hmm. in our modern mix plus cilantro are a great addition to avocado toast, as well as like the radish because it has such like a spicy kick. Yeah. That makes a great addition in tacos as well as cilantro. Like you just get a burst of that spice and that um, cilantro-y taste. Um, the corn, I feel like you can just snack that on your own. Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely. Because um, it's just so sweet. Um, I've had a lot of people tell me that they will eat their cantaloupe um, microgreens with, like, eggs. Like an, oh. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's interesting. really interesting. But it must have worked, you know? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> and then um, for, like, the peas, you can have that as your own snack as well. But a lot of people put them in, like, wraps. Mm, that's um, so smart. Yeah. And honestly, we just replace our lettuce and use, like, broccoli or, like, our modern mix and replace that with burgers, sandwiches, yeah. wraps, salads. You know, we even do it on smoothies. Oh, like yeah. Sometimes, um, or even, like, juices. We'll, like, throw in some celery and add, like, just so we can have that added nutrition um mm-hmm. but or we'll do like um like some sort of like grains so like rice or potatoes with some sort of protein mm-hmm. and then just add the microgreens that's on top awesome. like a yeah. bowl yeah mm-hmm. yeah just adding them to get that extra nutrient kick and also the extra flavor kick. Yeah, even we even added on pizza. <laughs> oh my gosh, yum. Just like put it on top. Our basil microgreens yeah. would go really well. Or even in pasta too, we use yeah. the basil microgreens for that. And it just like brings like this nice freshness, you yeah. know, that you're missing, which is like really, really nice. Um, so yeah, there's just like, you really can get so creative. A lot of different toasts doesn't just have to be avocado (laughs) good because i love toast (laughs) just not avocado toast yeah and like we've even experimented like on the sweeter side and like got some ice cream with the basil (gasps) you know oh i bet the corn would be really good with that too like that would be really good yes yeah we're just you know there's just so many ways that we like to add microgreens and it's just a lot of fun to also like experiment and be like, ooh, how can I like add this? Yeah. You know? I love how versatile. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And thank you for having me. This has been 
so much fun. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah. Oh, they are. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So you can start enjoying them every day without making a big change to your everyday meals. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds great. All right, friends, that was Soul from Modern Living Kitchen. I'm thoroughly impressed and surprised with how good those microgreens are. I'm going to continue snacking on them throughout this. Um, if you're in the Portland area, definitely check them out. As she said, they can be found at many different farmers markets around the area, as well as on Instagram at Modern Living Kitchen and online at www.modernlivingkitchen.com. If you would like to purchase microgreens from Modern Living Kitchen, they are currently offering us a huge deal for Sassy Speculum listeners. If you use code Sassy Speculum when checking out, you can get 20% off of your order. That's S-A-S-S-Y-S-P-E-C-U-L-U-M, all one word and all lowercase letters, and you get 20% off your order at checkout. Sol and I touched on a few things that microgreens were beneficial for in the human body. Lots of cruciferous vegetables and cruciferous microgreens have been studied for a certain compound called sulforaphane, which has been scientifically proven to improve body detox and neutralize harmful substances in the body like toxins, cancer-causing agents, and other pollutants. Cruciferous vegetables include veggies like broccoli, kale, cauliflower, cabbage, and Brussels sprouts, which are some of the things that we tried today. And also, the sulforaphane is well known for its potent antioxidant and anti-inflammatory characteristics. It's also been shown to have the following benefits on the human body. One, cancer prevention. The sulforaphane has been shown to have potent anti-cancer properties, especially against prostate, breast, and colon cancer. Two, improved heart health. It improves cardiovascular health by reducing inflammation, cholesterol levels, and blood pressure. And three, as I said earlier, enhanced detox processes. Four, improved cognitive functions, including memory and learning. And finally, five, reduced oxidative stress through its antioxidant properties, therefore reducing the development of many chronic diseases. As Sol and I were talking about earlier, avoiding the progression to a chronic disease is the goal of naturopathic doctors. So it's pretty cool how her business is bringing all of these benefits to customers that stand by our naturopathic roots. Another compound found in cruciferous vegetables and microgreens is dindolomethane, which obviously I can't say once, and I can't say it a billion times either. So I'm going to use its colloquial name, dim. Dim benefits women's bodies in multiple different manners, but the most well-studied one is through its ability to modulate estrogen metabolism. DIM promotes the conversion of estrogen from its unhealthy forms into its more healthy and easily absorbed forms, therefore reducing the risk of estrogen-dependent cancers like breast, ovarian, and uterine cancers. This improved estrogen metabolism also is phenomenal for disorders like endometriosis. Many endometriosis sufferers, like myself, have problems with estrogen dominance, where our estrogens literally run amok and our other hormones are then suppressed. My last total estrogen lab was at 697, when it's supposed to be well under 460, and I've had that number be even higher than that, unfortunately. While DIM is busy balancing out the estrogens, it also helps to balance out the other hormones, as they're all intertwined and one affects the other. It can also be helpful to reduce symptoms of PMS and menopause as well for that exact hormone balancing reason. DIM has also been studied for its potential anti-inflammatory and antioxidant effects, just like sulforaphane. 
So overall, cruciferous vegetables, whether in their vegetable form or their microgreen form, are very anti-inflammatory and antioxidant within the body. And remember, microgreens are packed with all of their nutrients of the plant into that teeny tiny little bit. So if you're not a big vegetable eater, you can eat less microgreens and get the same benefit that you would from eating like a ton of vegetables. Many microgreens, especially spinach and beet greens, are a great source of folate. Folate is a B vitamin that is incredibly important for women's reproductive health, and it's something that is imperative for women who are pregnant or planning on becoming pregnant, as it can prevent birth defects. So once again, if you're not a big veggie fan, pop some microgreens into your meals, and you'll get a huge boost of nutritional folate without having to eat 12 pounds of spinach. I found many, many studies touting the effects of broccoli specifically and its ability to reduce the risk of breast cancer. The most studied reason for this is indole-3-carbinol. This is a natural substance found in broccoli that has anti-estrogenic effects by down-regulating the estrogen-responsive genes. One study even found that maternal exposures to broccoli microgreens in their diet prevented breast cancer in their offspring by inducing genetic changes of the specific genes that are pivotal in the development of breast cancer. Breast cancer is the leading cause of cancer in women within the United States, and it has been related to both genetic and environmental causes, that whole nature versus nurture argument. So if you could prevent the nature aspect of breast cancer from occurring and dampen the effects of the nurture on the new kiddos coming into the world, why the hell not? Another study looked at consumption of broccoli, microgreens, and green tea polyphenols, which is a substance within green tea, and their studies showed higher consumption of these foods reduced the risk of estrogen receptor negative breast cancer due to their high amounts of fiber, essential fatty acids, and vitamins E and C. The same study looked at how the addition of broccoli microgreens and green tea affected one's risk individually when added to a daily diet, as well as when included in a daily diet together, and found that the combination treatment demonstrated a much higher efficacy in preventing ER-negative breast cancer or estrogen-responsive negative breast cancer than when taken alone. If all of this research hasn't convinced you yet of the major health benefits of both microgreens and cruciferous vegetables in general, hopefully this will. Further studies have shown that peanut sprouts are effective in the reduction of abdominal fat and health factors in overweight and obese women. The obesity rate for women above the age of 40 has increased to 46%, as well as the incident of metabolic syndrome, which includes elevated blood lipid levels, belly fat, high blood sugar, and high blood pressure. They found that feeding rats a high-fat diet along with the peanut sprout extract led to a decrease in the final weight gain as well as total visceral fat, which is the fat that sits around your organs. Another study showed that once again, broccoli microgreens promote heart health and improve the lifespan of rats. It's well known that aging leads to a decrease in the functionality of our cells, our tissues, and our organs, as well as a decreased adaptability to stress. All of these factors create a greater vulnerability to death and disease, but pop some broccoli microgreens and all of these factors greatly improve. These teeny greenies contain bioactive compounds that promote health and thus mitigate age-related functional decline, while also improving lifespan all at the same time. And finally, just one more study. Broccoli seed extract is currently being proven to be extremely beneficial in women with preeclampsia. 
Preeclampsia is a new onset of hypertension after 20 weeks of pregnancy with associated maternal organ dysfunction and or fetal growth restrictions. It's a leading cause of maternal and perinatal morbidity and mortality throughout the entire world, even in high-resource settings like the United States. Over the past century, the rate of deaths associated with preeclampsia has not decreased at all, as there are very few effective therapies other than controlling mom's blood pressure during pregnancy. Giving a pregnant mom blood pressure medication is great because it improves maternal and fetal outcomes, but it neglects to fix the underlying process going on of the disease. Just like much of modern medicine today, it slaps a band-aid on the problem instead of fixing the root cause of the disease. The reason for preeclampsia is that the placenta gets chronically injured by alternating between a lack of blood flow and then a reperfusion of blood flow throughout the pregnancy. And then because of that, the placenta releases inflammatory factors into the maternal bloodstream. These inflammatory factors induce maternal blood vessel dysfunction, resulting in a constriction of blood vessels and increased vessel permeability, causing hypertension, swelling, secondary organ injury due to a lack of blood flow, as well as kidney problems. All of that mumbo-jumbo means that the baby's oxygen and nutrient supply becomes limited, negatively affecting their developmental process, and mom's organs get a direct heavy hit as well. Broccoli seed extract has extreme levels of sulforaphane, which, as we discussed earlier, is an antioxidant and can therefore decrease the levels of stress on and from the placenta. The study is ongoing, but so far has proven wildly effective results in the improvement of preeclampsia in both mom and baby. Those are all of the studies that I have for you guys today. Hopefully you enjoyed this very different episode than what we normally do. It was a lot of fun switching things up and bringing someone else onto the podcast. I I thought it would mean a lot less work for me, but gathering and reading all of these studies and learning all about microgreens um, to tack onto this episode, it really didn't change the amount of work that I ended up putting into this episode. <laughs> um, to recap... Microgreens are phenomenal antioxidants and anti-inflammatory foods that prevent cancer, improve heart health, decrease obesity, reduce the effects of preeclampsia, and help your body to detox. They can be used for disorders like endometriosis and estrogen dominance as well, and overall, they're just fab little buggers and they taste absolutely delicious. For a reminder, you can purchase these on modernlivingkitchen.com. And if you use code SASSYSPECULUM, all one word, all lowercase, you will get 20% off your order, which is great as they're already so affordable. Our vagina rhyme for today is... Drumroll, please! Slobbering on a bush, my vag is a giraffe. Majestic in person, but goofy in photograph. Thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, please write and review and then send me a message either on Instagram at Sassy Speculum or email me at sassyspeculum at gmail.com and I will hook you up with free, that's right, F-R-E-E swag. So just do it because why not? Please look out for the next coming episodes as we have some awesome new guests coming onto the show and some pretty cool companies that I'm working with for ads as well. I can't wait to share everything with you guys and stop keeping everything so wrapped up and private. Go eat some microgreens and let me know what you think. 
Also, please give at Modern Living Kitchen a follow on Instagram right now if you haven't followed me yet also. Please give Sassy Speculum a follow as well. I'm trying to get Instagram bumping, but as I mentioned last episode, the algorithms are hard to beat. So I need all of you to help me out. Have a great rest of your day and go buy some microgreens with 20% off to get all of those phenomenal benefits. Bye!